All right, so welcome to another episode of the Indigo Rising podcast. I'm Luke Segreto, and we have another recurring guest, uh, Erica Anafrio, uh, who's a Reiki master, uh, teacher, and practitioner, and she's doing more yoga stuff now. So just tell me a little bit about how you're integrating that with Reiki and everything. So um, before I was focusing mostly on just Reiki sessions or Reiki with intuitive readings, which I think both are wonderful and lovely, but we needed something that moved a little bit further after those things, right? So like we can get the, the ball rolling with those things, but then after those things, I felt like we there were some people that needed a little bit deeper work than that. Okay. And so I've started incorporating yin, um, particularly a practice of yin for the chakras. So we go through each of the seven chakras. And um, with that yin practice, I'm giving Reiki the entire time. So while the person is in a position for that particular chakra, I'm giving Reiki to that particular chakra. And so it's been really neat because for some people who maybe, you know, have a hard time meditating, haven't been able to do that before, or aren't really sure like what they're even looking for when they're you know going in there they're actually able to kind of pull up some either it's old memories whether they're good or bad memories kind of things that were stored in the body um, so sometimes it is like some of our stories that we're holding on to that we need to release and sometimes it's memories and just all sorts of things but it's been a really interesting journey starting this particular practice and watching how the results are quite different than the just plain old reiki or the reiki with the reading interesting so you're saying that as you go through each chakra you actually use a different pose they're doing yes so okay. they're doing like we do only seven poses okay. yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> um well i actually do begin with some time just doing reiki okay. and of course i'll end with some time of just doing reiki um but yeah, so each pose is for each chakra. And then, of course, during their, while they're in each chakra, I talk about which each chakra relates to. I actually have them find and locate it using some sounds. I also have them send it healing on their own using colors and using words. So it's more of an integrative process where you're taking control of your own healing. And then after a session, you have you know, you can be given that whole, um, you know, sequence of poses and you can do it on your own. So it's also much more empowering than like, oh, you have to keep coming and seeing me type of thing. That's cool. I've never even heard of that. (laughs) That's really cool. And um, I guess, have you seen like anything, I guess, obviously, if if you've been uh, using it more, have you seen like a, a different types of results, like using like this, like incorporating the yoga into the Reiki? Like, have you seen like a I haven't been doing it long enough okay. yet, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, to see it like the long term yeah. results of it. Um, I have been doing it um, with the, the few people that so far have been like on board and have been doing it. I definitely see like more of a um, more of an ability to shift faster. Okay, and that's like kind of one of my things too is like speedwaying yeah. things. <laughs> <laughs> You know, maybe I should work on my patience, but also do like I think that some things we can do quicker. Yeah. And why wouldn't we if we yeah, can? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, and I found that that's. I feel like as I continue to like let go of things and do different stuff, it, it, I find all these different. I feel like I, I'm finding more ways to do things more efficiently. <laughs> like you're saying, and I found that. I feel like for me, as. I guess trying to. I guess the balance. I guess is what I want to talk to you about a little bit. Just like the balance between like being okay with the present moment versus like also like letting go of things that we don't need anymore. Right. Cause I feel like that that's, that can, the ego can have a hard time <laughs> like getting into like a feedback loop. And at least I found myself in that feedback loop a lot where it's like, it's like, obviously I want to let go of things that are no longer serving me and I want to better myself and expand. But at the same time, it's like, 
I was just saying to you before, just that the energy, the energetic place you're actually in with like, I'm not good enough right now until I get rid of that thing. And I feel like it's an actual space that you're sitting in as opposed to like, regardless of what needs to let go, that, 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 that energy that you're sitting in, right? Right. So being okay wherever you are yeah. at this moment. Yeah. Um, and that is one of my lessons uh, recently, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Um, because I used to think that like, oh, if I don't feel good, then that's my indicator yeah. that like, oh gosh, something's wrong. Yeah. You know, what do I need to quote unquote fix next? And it's hard because, you know, yeah. there is, you know, to some extent, there's obviously then there's something kind of blocking me, right? Like if one of my chakras is out of alignment, I don't feel too great and I need to have that cleared. Um, but all I really need to do is just like pause and take a moment and look at like, what's the pattern of behavior or what's this thought process that I keep repeating mm-hmm. that's actually like not serving me and is really serving my ego and not my spirit. Yeah. Um, but being okay, no, like, okay, well, that's what it is. And like, you know, being okay, no matter what, yeah. even though you're in that. Cause I think as I'm, as I'm fleshing this out right now, I'm kind of just exploring this <laughs> for myself right now, but the, I guess it's more of unravel, like the, the judgments it's more, it's more of releasing the judgments because I feel like if something's wrong, like you said, like you feeling at, like something's off and you need to go see someone to help you. Like that's obviously something you should do. But I, I think it, what I'm, I guess I'm trying to get is more of that. The space when you're when you're looking at like, oh, I don't like the way I look there or, oh, I don't like the way I said, like, I guess more of the judgments we have about ourselves and being OK with the like, I am who I am right now. As I find that that's been something for me that like as I become more comfortable in my own skin, that then I naturally better myself that like I just naturally like, oh, that is off. I should go do that right now to like get myself into a better space that now that I have found that something I feel like I just noticed a couple of days ago was that. I noticed that my mind has been catching up to all these things I've been practicing that like for so long, I've always been, I feel like that narrative of just that, um, like the narrative of like my mind is crazy and my mind is always mean to me. My mind doesn't, but I noticed that my mind has actually started to follow suit. And I've noticed that that chatter has actually started since the last time I was here when we spoke that a lot of that chatter has actually kind of dissipated that it's not actually there anymore. And I feel like my mind is cooperating. So I'm just, I, I'm just, I don't know what my point is, but I feel like that I'm trying to say that like it does start to after a certain amount of time, it does start to follow suit and your mind and your mind does actually it's easier for your mind to be in a positive place than for it to be just just trashing everything that you're doing. Right. So I think there's a couple of things I can say with that. So one, I think is probably on a scientific level, we're creating new neural pathways, Mm, right? So it's now it's just easier for you to automatically choose the new choice that you've been wanting to choose, but maybe we're kind of fighting against yourself to choose. Um, But then beyond that, there's also, um, and I lost it. (laughs) It's in there though. It don't come back. Oh, um, sometimes I tell people that like we have to swing the pendulum in the opposite direction. Mm. So if we've been like all the way over here with how we talk to ourselves, like we need to be so like excruciatingly like self-loving just until we can fall back in the center. And it's like, it's, you know, it's a, it's a neutral good space. Like, I think a lot of times now in my mind, there's nothing. And I think that that maybe would have scared me before. Like, oh gosh, do I even exist? <laughs> like, there's nothing in yeah. my mind. But um, I'm, I revel in those moments now mm. where I'm just like, wow, there's literally just nothing. Like I can just be just in this moment <laughs> and it's so beautiful. And it could be the simplest moment. And, and it's just like, this is a great moment because like there's nothing 
running. Yeah. The roommate has moved out yeah. <laughs> and it's just beautiful. And then when the roommate shows back up, then you can see it so much more clearly too because now he can be like, what are you doing here? And how did you get back in? <laughs> and, the, and, the, <laughs> you know? and the word of the month that uh, we say before is gentle, like being yeah. gentle with that person and, and realizing that that roommate, right, is, yeah. is just the child within that maybe just needs some like, just you need to be gentle and you maybe need to give it a little bit more time than you thought. But the metaphor that was popping into my head when you were talking about the pendulum swinging is, I don't know who said this, but it's if you imagine like a train like coming, going 100 miles an hour that has to come to a stop to go in the other direction, that we forget that it's like you have so much momentum yeah. in this potentially negative direction that we forget that like it takes a lot of the brakes have to really, really, it takes, it takes miles for it to stop. Right, where the train's slowing down and then it stops. And then you can start to generate momentum in the other direction. Because I think that for me, when you start a lot of this stuff, right, it, it can seem like it's like, oh God, is anything even working? Right, it's, it's taking all this <laughs> effort and all this stuff, but you're trying to slow this train that has been running for decades. You gotta slow this thing down so you can turn it back around. That was just the metaphor that was coming to me because I feel like that's really, from, I feel like where my life, my, the train has, has started moving in the direction. It's like, wow, this is getting easier. It was, it took so much work for so long, but now it's gotten, it's, it's like fun and easy now, right? And light. Yeah. I also think there's something that kind of goes along with that and I've been practicing it lately and it's, um, it's just something that kind of came up to me like when I was doing meditations and it's that each day is like, like life starts over. Mm. So like each morning it's like, I, you know, I can, and I, of course, I kind of have an idea, right? Like I have children, I have to take care of them. You know, they're still there. Um, <laughs> I have clients, so it's like, okay, these are the people I'll be seeing today, that kind of thing. But everything else, everything that's not like one of those set things, um, that can change. Yeah. So it's like, just because I always ate oatmeal for breakfast doesn't mean <laughs> that like I have to get up and eat yeah. oatmeal today. And so I've been noticing that when I do like new, th not new things, but when I do the same things, I think I have to do them in the old mm -hmm. way. Yeah. And I don't. Yeah. So that's been like really interesting and freeing because then I can kind of make brand new choices each day. And I think like, you know, we were going hiking and I remember um, my daughter was like, oh, well, I didn't like going hiking on that mm -hmm. mountain or something. And I'm like, that was three years ago. Though. <laughs> like, you're a different yeah. person now. <laughs> so like, why don't we try it now? And so I've been doing that a lot with myself too. It's like, oh, well, I didn't like that. And I was like, but who I was then isn't yeah. who I am now. And that's where we kind of allow ourselves to constantly, if we yeah. allow ourselves to constantly change and constantly reinvent on a daily basis, um, that is so freeing. It is like so the energy freeing. around yeah, that. The energy is around like that is amazing. So freeing. Yeah, there's no old stories at all. Yeah. Everything is a new experience every single time you have it. And I think we for, we can forget that. I think that I'm, I'm I follow Joe Dispenza, and he does he does. There's so much science that he's like a part of right now that like is is really showing us that when we are in that space, that you're actually tapping into quantum possibility. That like the, the actual quantum possibility that like when you wake up and you just just basically like hook into your story you like plug into your story and like you said that like i have to eat oatmeal for breakfast and like i have to do all of these th that you forget that you do still have a choice of how you do those things and he said right. that it can be it can be harder when something is such a habit right mm. when he said that we don't notice the habits because they're running on autopilot right that yeah. the, the subconscious and all that unconscious stuff is running that it because it's just running we just assume that that's oh yeah that's just like who i actually am but we i think that when we forget that like you're saying like three years ago, like I didn't like that, but like you're a different person now. And I found that even 
for me, like with foods, like foods, your tastes change, like everything continually changes all the time. And that from an actual like um, scientific level that we're not the same person, that like our cells re- refresh and that you actually have a new body, like that you're actually not at all the same person that you were years ago. When mm-hmm. I, and I felt there's so much, like you said, there's so much freedom in that. And it's so much lighter, like being, being in that space. Mm-hmm. That, like there's just infinite possibility when you tap into that place, right? Yeah, and it's almost like you're constantly relearning yourself. Mm. It's like, oh, I wonder how I'll show up now for this experience. <laughs> or, you know, I wonder what it'll feel like now. And of course, you you know, you might find things that you're like, okay, that was nice. I'm not going to do that again, though. <laughs> but then maybe you will. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe maybe just now wasn't. But maybe six months from now, you know, you're a different person. And you you, you decide that that is something. Yeah, and I, and I think that that's where the whole... The, 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 I want to go back to gentle. Because I think that that's yeah. where the being gentle with yourself comes in. It's right. Like we were saying before, like, yes, even though, like, there's no mistakes. And it's like, but you still want to be doing things. You may have a certain goal in mind. You may have a certain vision for yourself and a certain feeling that you want to be in as opposed to those being in that negative place, right? So yeah. when you, I feel like when you're gentle with yourself, then if you do fall down, you're like, it's okay, let's just get back up. And it's not the end of the world. Because I found for me that when I would fall off my path a little bit or, or I would get out of, I guess, out of alignment with what I was trying to accomplish that like, I am sure many of us can relate to just being so hard on myself. When I'm so hard on myself, then it's like, then it's like double the effort to just do do what I wanted to do anyway. When if I would have just been more gentle with myself, and that, that's what I've been practicing lately, even just really over the past like month or so, that just being just every time I do something that I would have been considered a problem or a mistake, like you know what, it's okay, yeah. and just being gentle from because like what I talked about in the last episode with uh, with Dr. Jen was about how like um, I would never treat my best friend, the person I care about the most in the world, the way that I had treated myself for so many years, right? And then when you come from it from that place. It's just so much lighter. One of the things I often tell people is to speak to yourself the way that you would like a small child that you love, you know, and even if if you are imagining in your mind that your inner child when you're doing Mm -hmm. it, because sometimes we can do that. Or even if you're imagining this version of yourself, like, hey, you know, like, hey, Erica, it's all right. Didn't work. (laughs) Tomorrow's a new day. (laughs) We try again. because that is so helpful because if you aren't for you, yeah. no, like, for who's sure. going to be for you? And I think that, that that's a big piece that um, that I'm I'm starting to see like loud and clear. <laughs> is that like, you know, we obviously always want support from people. And you're, and, and I feel like the more we're for ourselves, the more we actually get the support yes. that, that, I, that I'm, I'm seeking so hard. You know, that like mm-hmm. the more I can and be for myself. I think that I like that line a lot, like being for yourself. That that's a, just... I feel like I just like that a lot. <laughs> just the way that that's worded, I really like this being for yourself. That like you need for when you're your own biggest cheerleader, it's uh, people are going to have an easier time rallying for you, right? Right. Even if you look at it on an energy level, right? So if you're you are your biggest cheerleader and it's in your energy field that you're rooting for you like that's something that people subconsciously pick up on yeah you know but if if you're putting yourself down in that and in your energy field then like you're gonna get that reflected back to you because the world is just a mirror and everybody's just gonna reflect back all of that all of what you're feeling about yourself yeah will get reflected back. Um, what's difficult, I think, sometimes with this is because like 
sometimes, especially like, you know, the older we get, the more years we've had. So the more junk we've piled in that field. (laughs) And so like, it's like, okay, I I got that. But how come I don't see this being reflected back? Oh, well, because Mm -hmm. I actually have to work on this. Like, Mm -hmm. so, you know, maybe I love myself, but maybe I'm not 100% accepting of myself. So it's like I, I receive love from other people and I'm able to give love well, but I'm not really able to like get acceptance from other people and and accept other people so well so that's something that i need to look at and it's like you know it's one of those things you just kind of keep looking at things over and over but it's not meant to be a tiring experience it's meant to be like just like this is the next part of my adventure yeah and and i've heard it said that um a lot of time with that whole concept of like the reflection that we get back the feedback we get from the environment from the universe that like as that's coming back to backtrack what we're putting out sometimes we're only doing it to get that feedback from somebody else like we're hoping that i'm only doing this to get the feedback and then when i get the feedback uh, th- then i don't have to actually change right <laughs> that, 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 i feel like i've noticed that that's like an ego trap right okay. the, the ego is like well if i just do this then i'll get the what i'm hoping to get and then i can just go back to doing what i was doing like you get the feedback when you've actually changed yes, like you get the feedback real. when you've actually let go of that <laughs> yeah. but i think that that's an interesting thing because the ego, I've noticed for me specifically, my ego really likes to try to outsmart itself. <laughs> it's like, it like, if I can just do this the right way, then it'll, then it'll all work out perfectly the way that I've const- I constructed this whole map, this whole, the way my life should play out. And I think I want to get into just now about, because that leads me back into trust, right? The, the whole trust part that I found that my ego has had a hard time with that, that it's like, because I've, th- I, we were saying before, last time we, we sat down, we were talking about that. How it's like, it seems like to the ego, like how it's better to stay in this known place Mm -hmm. than to go into the unknown. And I found that, however, the more I've gone into the unknown and the more that I've just been like, you know what, what if I just try trusting my intuition? You know, like even if I don't fully 100% believe it, because I found that actually came up for me in meditations that like I'm that I've had resentment to the fact that part of me didn't fully believe Mm-hmm. That like my intuitive, am I really an intuitive person? Like, come on. Like, it's like, why am I so special? And, and really like connecting the end of that sentence that we're all that special, yeah. right? That we all have that ability. But I think that it gets to when you don't have that feedback that the egos go, what's so great about you? Because if you don't see everybody around you, like tapping into their intuitive gifts that I'm like, well, what, I, what am I some special person that has these <laughs> gifts? But the more I've just, I've said that like, you know what? If I'm going to, if I'm going to already, cause it's really, if I'm not trusting, that means that I'm saying that I don't believe. So I'm either putting all my eggs in one basket saying I don't believe, or I'm putting all my eggs in one basket saying I do believe. So I'm like, I might as well try it out <laughs> that I do believe. And as I've just been like, you know what, let me just trust in my intuitive gifts and just see where that takes me and continue to like, you know what, um, What's the, the Albert Einstein quote that um, you can either live as if everything's a miracle or as if nothing's mm. a miracle. And it's really true because it really it just trickles down into every aspect of your life that if you're believing that, you know what, that I'm going to make the most out of this no matter what, that leads you into a drastically different space. And I fe- that's been my experience. Like, I'm just curious with your experience with just the more and more you trust into your intuition, like what that's stuff you've seen and what is coming up for you. So it's been an interesting journey <laughs> because in the beginning, I didn't want to listen. Um, I, you know, I could tell there was a distinct difference between my ego and my intuition. And but I was still very new with it, mm. you know, so it took me about six months before I was like, all 
all right, I think I'll listen and see what happens if I listen, you know? And so I did start listening. And then I started to see like things were falling into place. And so, and this was, you know, years ago. And now what I've been trying to do is really live only from my heart space and not from my head. So from my intuition and not from my ego. And I'm not a hundred percent there, <laughs> but, um, but that's the goal and, and I'm working towards it. And it's really amazing how my intuition will guide me to do certain things that my ego is like, there's no way. Are you crazy? You know, yeah. <laughs> like screaming practically. And I'm just like, shh, <laughs> this is what we're going to do. Like, cause this is, this is what feels right. Now, every time so far I've made that choice, things just, like, I can't even explain it in words how things just fall into place and happen and doors open up. And anytime I'm like, nah, I don't think I'll listen to my intuition, like, I know better, it doesn't work work (laughs) (laughs) And it's so much heavier, too. And I found that the the justification that I had for a long time was like, oh, like, no one's going to like that. Like, no one's, but like, I realized that, like, but I don't like what I'm doing. Like, it's, just, it's like I, I was doing so much to like, oh, well, I don't want anyone to think of me differently, all this stuff. But then I'm miserable like with, in, the, in like what I'm doing. Like I'm not, let me not say miserable. Maybe I'm just not fulfilled. Yes. You know, like I'm doing stuff and it's okay. But I know if I was just doing the thing I really want to be doing, then I'd be happier. <laughs> and as I have started to do those things, it just tends to unfold, like you said, in, in there's no words for it. And I feel like mm-hmm. that's, the, that's the next piece of this here is that like, I'm such a wordsmith, or at least I, I believe that I, I talk all the time, right? So I'm always, I've always been good with words. And I've always been really enjoyed that part of myself that I could communicate anything to like a child. I've always felt mm-hmm. like if I can't explain it to a child, I don't actually understand it. Like if I, it's great that I can explain things with all the lingo to other people, but if I can't explain it to a child, that means I don't understand it. And mm-hmm. then that has led me deeper into the place that what if I just can't explain it fully at all? to other people and that's I feel like living from your heart you there aren't the words for it right and there isn't necessarily that my experience is always going to be unique to my experience and that it like I want so badly to just share that with everybody and that's why I'm doing the best I can with the podcast to like use the words to describe things but really that when you have like having the experience for yourself is so much more powerful than any book or any thing I've ever listened to that it wasn't until I had that moment and then, or I've had many now, but when you have that moment where it's just like you're fully experiencing the the who you really are, right? Without just fully being connected to your heart and fully being in that place, that you're like, then it's like then I don't need, need to explain it to anybody else. <laughs> but then when I get a little lost and confused again, like, everyone has to understand and know, you know. But like, I just I I think that the language can be very um, restrictive, and I think that when the language is restrictive, that we can get kind of I can get down on myself or just get kind of like. Um, I've noticed that maybe it's just me, but um, get kind of stuck. Like, how am I ever going to communicate this? But I think that being that example and living that example, like I said, living my truth, that even if I can't don't have the words for it, that the energy I'm holding mm-hmm. is actually doing more work than the words are doing anyway. And I think that that's been a big revelation for me that like just me doing what I'm doing is actually going to do have a bigger impact than the way I think the words are going to impact. Like, I just have to say these words perfectly, but it's more the the space that we're holding for another person, right? That, right? yeah. <laughs> um, absolutely. Well, but there's a couple of pieces. Okay. Like, so one is that you, when you are, um, you are having those experiences, then that's that, like, 
then it's like you you sold yourself the car kind mm. of thing. Like now you you get it. Yeah. Where beforehand it's always um, a concept that is like being explained. So it's that's the thing that like I feel like why I'm liking this yoga and and um, or the yin and reiki so much together is because like I can do your reading for you and I can get all your information for you. But if I can get you to a space where you can actually tap mm, into that yeah. on your own and you have your own experience there, then you can retrieve your own information. And once you get to that, then, you know, not that we don't need other people because we need yeah, other people. Yeah, sure. You know, it's lovely to be around other people, but you don't need any, there's no authority outside of you yeah. anymore. Um, and so, so there's that. And then there was another piece that you had said and, um, this is going way, way back though, but way, way back um, (laughs) to the beginning of what you were talking about, but something that popped out in my mind. And I know this is true for me and I know it's true for a lot of clients, but if we look underneath all of our excuses, usually all that there is is fear Mm. and that's it. That's it. And if we can just manage to like, (sighs) let that go, (laughs) then, then we can do anything. And I found from my own personal journey with my fear that it's so crazy too, like the the hold it can have, right? And the, and, and it's funny too when, because I've always been like, oh, what are people going to think of me if I'm just this crazy spiritual person who's doing all these intuitive <laughs> things? Like what, like people are going to think I'm a crazy person, all that stuff. Those fears were there, but then under those fears was really the fear of me, that I was afraid of what am I going to think of me, that like I'm afraid of coming to terms with who I actually am, mm. that like I've really enjoyed the story. <laughs> Of me not being this, like of me just being like someone that dabbles, you know, I do some (laughs) spiritual stuff, but you know, I'm just a video guy and like, but really just, just getting on the diving board, just jumping full into that cold water, you know, like they're just, even though it seems like, can I do this? But it's like, it's just who I am. And I feel like that, that, that's not, that's the piece. It's like, can I do this? It's like, it's not, that's the wrong question I found for me. Cause I was asking that for a long time. It's like, do I have what it, can I be this person? And like, am I as good as some that like. Again, it's that comparison piece that I think kills so much of like oh, our yeah. excitement. It's like, I shouldn't, I, don't, what does it matter what anybody else is doing? Like, I have my own unique thing that like, that's what I bring to the table. It's not that I'm doing intuitive readings, which I'm starting to do, right? <laughs> that I'm like opening Akashic Records and doing stuff like that. But it's not the fact that I'm, like we were saying before, that like the, before we sat down, before this conversation started about like the names and the labels and all that stuff is like what gets in the way. It's like, oh, well, I went to some person who did this specific thing and I may not be as good as that person. Mm. But I feel like I just want to like bring that back because this has been my struggle that like whoever's coming to me is coming to me for me. Mm. And I was going to that person for that person, not because they did this specific thing. It's like I liked their energy and I liked how they helped me. And I feel like for anyone watching or listening that like that's you have your own specific gift. And you have your own specific energy and that's what you have to offer. Like, yes, it may go under the mask of a modality that you're using, but it's still your specific like gift that you bring to the world. And that's why you're here because you have whatever it is you're passionate about. And that as you just fully dive into that passion, that that's what the world needs. (laughs) They don't need someone else doing the same. They need you being you and whatever tools you have, use all of those tools. Absolutely. And without labels and without the labels kill me. Uh, yeah, without labels and without systems. Yeah. One thing that um that had come to me in meditation was like any time that you lock yourself into a particular system mm. of belief or you know, a belief system or a particular set of beliefs, you limit your possibilities. Mm. Cause now all of a sudden it's like if I label like, 
oh, I do Reiki, then I only do this. Or, oh, I'm a shaman, so I only do this. Or whatever it might be. But no, like, it's it's just, it's you 100% expressing your energy assists somehow in some way to whoever needs it, right? Because how many people can we, like, how many clients can I realistically see in a year? Like, maybe 500? (laughs) So, like, that's, like, nothing of the percentage of the population. So it's just, like, I offer my stuff. Someone else offers their stuff. And um, I think because as a society, we feel like everything needs to be labeled, classified, um, or even, like, well, where did you get your training? (laughs) Who taught you? Like, this kind of stuff. And there's some stuff like that in the Reiki world, too, you know, about lineage. And it's just like, hey, look, it doesn't mean that anyone's doing any better Reiki than anyone else because of where they learned. It's... Like this is innate in us and we're bringing it up to the surface and with the intention of hoping that like other people will also bring whatever is innate in them up to the surface, you know, so that all of us can live like one of my main things is like helping people live authentic lives, like just being like who we truly are on like a soul level while we're out here, like walking around in the world doing (laughs) our thing. Yeah. And, and that's for me, like I've had a hard time with, uh, I've gotten over it mostly now. <laughs> I had a hard. I've had such a hard time with being inside a box and being in like school. For me, was like I mean, I did well in school because I didn't want to get yelled at. You know, <laughs> my parents to be, to be happy with my grades, and I like I'm there. I might as well do well in school. But like, it was always a like it just all of the boxes never worked for me, and that and that that's what gave me such a trouble for so long. It's like, cause I was like, which box am I going in? I sit in each one, and each box was like, well, this, I don't like this box, but I kind of like that box, and like. And again, just like letting go of the boxes and like letting go of all the labels has really allowed me to go to just move into a just a cleaner space of just expressing what's trying to come through. Right. And, and the letting go of all those stories. And I feel like I, so many stories I had are just so str- Again, all of us, we have strong stories as a yeah. society. There's not just our personal stories. There's like our cultural stories and there's the, the stories of a nation and, and the globe. We have all of these global stories and all this stuff that really can not that say that there's, not, there's anything wrong with any of these stories, sto- but like to acknowledge that they're stories, right? That there's a lot of stories we're telling ourselves and that we're hooked into different stories and that and there's good that's come from it. And there's also that there's restrictions that come with buying into a specific like story or belief system. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, you know, like when we look at it from an energy standpoint, we use the word like karmically entangled. Mm. Right. And so and, you know, again, like we were talking about this before we started, like the words don't really matter. Right. (laughs) Like what words I use to describe it or the words that make sense the most to me. But we could say um, I think um, there is a scientific term, too, Um, but basically kind of talks about the same thing. But basically that like, you know, if I identify as being. Um, an Italian American, for example. Now I'm like karmically entangled mm. with with what with Italian Americans. Or if I say like this is my nationality, like I'm entangled with that, and so whatever comes along with that. Yeah. And so one of the things that I've been working on is trying to not give myself any labels at all even it's funny because it's like even to say like oh well i'm a reiki master well now i'm in i'm karmically (laughs) entangled with that right so um so i've been trying to like i do energy work you know Mm -hmm. and uh, you know i teach yoga and i help people um you know get closer to themselves because the less labels that we have if i can just be like you know what i'm just me Not even my birth name, right? (laughs) Like, I'm just me. And this is who I am. And this is what I have to offer the world. 
and everyone else kind of, you know, gets on that line. Like, this is just who I am. I have a lot of people I find are stuck in stories of like, this is what, this is who I am. But like, who told you you were yeah. that person? Yeah. You know, really, when we break it all the way down, you did. Yeah. You told yourself <laughs> that this is who or, you or we were. Identified with and the you story. stuck with yeah. it. Or we identified with the story that was given to us. But like, at the end of the day, it's like, you are the only person in your way yeah. of you know whatever it is that you want and we all want different things too For so sure. like that's the other thing too i do have some people that come and they have like some blossoming intuitive abilities and they're like oh gosh like i don't want to be like this weird person now <laughs> you know and like i'm like hey look like i i embrace this i love the crystals and all that stuff it's great for me but it doesn't mean you have to do yeah. that right like if you're a chef and you love to cook well a chef who's cooking from a space of love is going to make food that is, you know, sharing that energy sure. rather than someone who's cooking from a space of fear or yeah. anger or resentment yeah. or whatever else. So we share our energy in so many different ways. We don't need a world full of energy workers and intuitives, but we just need a world full of people living from their heart space. For sure. A hundred percent. And something I want to go back to with the whole idea of just um, Dr. Scott Walker, the guy who uh, found like discovered NET. Um, we interviewed him uh, about a, in 2018, he, and one of the, I was watching back one of the things he said, and he was talking about the way he came to have the discovery of it. He said that like he didn't get to go to college. He's like, I would have liked to. He's like, I went to chiropractic college, and he didn't get the classical education. He's like, so my brain, he's like, my brain works a little differently, and he just kind of stumbled into. He said he didn't take assumptions for a lot of things, mm -hmm. so he just kind of saw things more in their essence and what they actually were, and it was just clicking for me that like. I feel like for us, when we get certified and like, again, nothing, not wrong, anything wrong with the certifications that they don't help. Right. It's just that when you get so identified with a specific way that it is, that you kind of, you may not see things in their essence. And I feel like that the, the, what I've been doing and letting go of these stories and letting go of all this stuff that I'm starting to see things more in their essence of what they actually are and what we actually are as human beings and, and as just a, a society and a, and a planet that, the more we see things at, at their essence, the more we can also get more insight into into new healing modalities and new ways of better ways of doing things. Because I think that the, because just because it's traditional or it's the way we've done something doesn't mean it's the best way. It may have worked amazing for 5,000 years, right? And it may continue to work for another 1,000 years, but other things may be broken and they may need a, just a restructuring. And I found that that's, for me, I, I feel like just observing things at their essence and realizing that so many different structures that we have that made that were built a couple centuries ago were built for a different time however it doesn't mean that the structure itself didn't have a, a good like purpose right mm -hmm. the purpose of it may just need to be shifted a little bit like we don't like i feel like there's always this idea that we have to just burn everything to the ground and restart it like we don't have to do that at all you know like everything is in an okay place we just need to maybe just again just set the sail a little bit more on maybe we just shift it a little bit towards back what is the purpose behind these institutions like what is the purpose behind like what are we trying to accomplish here because i found for me that just being the having the alternative kind of viewpoint like growing up with a dad as a chiropractor that i had this alternative view growing up that not everyone around me had that i just like looked at things a little differently that i always started to question like why is this the way that it has to be right and mm -hmm. then like i had the luxury of seeing things from a different perspective and i, I think that anyone who's done who's made great discoveries was someone that just happened to see things slightly different. They go, you know what? This could be better this way, you know? And it's, and I think it's important for us just as a society to take it back and remember that like 
everything we see, this, this building and everything we see in the world was once an idea. Mm. And it once wasn't here. That like everything came from someone's thought, huh, what if we built a building right here? What if we built a city right? You know that like at one point this was something else and before that it was something else and before that it was nothing. That like we have to remember that I think we put we give so much power to the, these things that are standing and the, these institutions and the, these organizations that like it was just an idea once. Someone had a good idea and other people said, yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> I know I went on a little bit of a rant here, but like I think it's just um, all of this is helping us get at the essence of who we really are and that at our core, at our heart, we just want to help one another. Right, right? And yeah. then that's what we're all trying to do. I mean, so the three of us are trying to do it. Anyway, right? Right? <laughs> at least but, but, we, yeah. we can say we, that's what we want to do. <laughs> um, I think that, um, oh gosh, I don't even know I, where to go. I, yeah, I don't know. I just, I just went on a, on a long rant there. But I, I, I think it's just, I feel like what I've been seeing in my own life that I've been getting at the essence of who I really am mm. without all the stories. And it's a very different image than I had a month ago, two months ago, six months ago. And, mm. and I just found that at the essence, I, I've just been, I feel like I've been trying to practice that, that the language is so restrictive that like just looking at things from a heart perspective, you get a very different image than when you look at things are like, oh, that's just that. I know what that is. They've told me what that is. And like these preconceived notions about things and just, I feel like that's at the core of what energy work is. It's to give you the, a new perspective, right? That mm-hmm. like when you can see things from a different perspective, now you're living in the world of possibility. Mm-hmm. And now you're in that quantum place of possibility where you're not, everything isn't just rigid anymore and everything is more malleable. Now we can kind of have some more fun and have some more freedom with life. And I feel like that that's what I've observed just from my own perspective. Because again, I, I want to again, take it back to my own perspective. That like that's what I'm observing through my experience. Um, I've definitely seen that like when <laughs> I'm like at a loss <laughs> it was there now it's gone I'm just I'm just um, no it was in there <laughs> I just I, when I get going you gotta <laughs> I know <laughs> I'm listening to everything you're saying um, well actually that's something I'll bring back that um, and it's like kind of slightly off topic but it's not but about listening even right like um, when we get into the space where it's like I listening to every single word that you're saying now there's no room for me to think like oh make sure you talk about that yeah. or anything like that um, so that's it. And, <laughs> that's and I, an I, I kind of thing. just, for, for this kind of stuff, sometimes like I found that when these things come, I just kind of get out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> <Just> kind of <laughs> let it come let through. It come and, through. And, and like that's because I've tried, I feel like a lot of this type of stuff, like seeing things anew, right? Seeing, yeah. seeing, especially because I feel like there's a lot, I just see so much stuff. People are so angry. There's mm-hmm. so much anger and fear around just like the school's messed up and like the healthcare is messed up and the president and the, the world and all this. There's so much anger that like, when we look deeper beneath the anger, there is just this re- this yearning. I think we all have this this yearning to just can we just make a better system, yeah. <laughs> right? There's this yeah. this yearning that I feel like at the at the root of everything, all anybody wants is to be happy and healthy, and they want that for the people around them, right? If you have a family, you want your family to be safe, and you want the people closest to you to have the ability to have a better life. And I really is that like. I feel like I can just see like that I, I have the when I can see like the essence of things we I can see why these things were put up right and I, we can see that to the essence of these things that back in the day when a lot of the school system and all of these these structures were put in place it was to create workers to 
work in the factories. In the industrial age, it's like, mm-hmm. wow, we have all this, we have cars now and we have all this stuff that we didn't have before. And it was amazing. People were pumped. I mean, I speak for myself. We were thinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we think, but like, again, people were grateful just to have the job to go, to be able to provide for their family. But like, now we're realizing that like, we have all of this technology so that people don't have to be killing themselves. Yeah. That like these jobs that were born in the industrial revolution maybe don't have a place in our society any- anymore. That like as these things are getting automated, we need to realize that like not this is something to resist because it's happening. It's happened. It's it, it is in the you know like it's already happening right now. And I feel like the more we resist the change, I just I, I want everyone to have the best opportunity mm-hmm. to move forward as these times change because. It, it is that like exponential curve that like the things were the same for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. It's like for so long, everything was the same. And then, wow, 10 years, 10 years ago is a little different than it is now. It's like, wow, now every like month, I feel like something has changed where like the growth is exponential. Where, as all this technology advances, that if we realize that it's, it, we can use this to help us moving forward. And, and that's, that's what I've seen that like, at least in my own meditations, I just, I get glimpses of like what this world can be and it can be a beautiful thing as long as we all realize that we have a lot of fears that we need to address and we have a lot of resentment and anger with one another and that even though it's goes back and it may be ancestral stuff it's coming up now and we're the ones here that are here we are we got to deal with it you know (laughs) and i and i think that underneath all of that stuff and all of that anger and all of that frustration is just a little kid that just wants to be seen, just wants to be heard, and we just want to, I feel like we want to connect with one another. And I think that that's why the internet is such a beautiful place because it's allowing this to get out there to people that whoever wants to see it can watch it, whoever doesn't want to watch it doesn't have to watch it, but it's just that we're able to connect in a new way and instead of saying that like we're, it's so terrible that the technology is like, we need to embrace the fact that the technology is here, right? It has arrived and and I feel like that leads me to like what you were saying before. You're able to do distant sessions on stuff and connect with people and help people that you maybe wouldn't never have been able to. So maybe just share a little bit about distance Reiki because I, I didn't even know that was a thing until recently. <laughs> so like I'm sure the audience would like to hear about it too. So that is, um, it's a really beautiful thing because they, all you need is quiet space, right? A quiet and un- un- uninterrupted space. Um, and because time and space you know don't really exist it doesn't matter what time it is where you are and stuff we're gonna set it up so we're do, we're sitting down at the same time um but i will send um distance reiki to a person so the session is the same amount of time as it would be in person typically i do around 75 minutes okay. um it's a nice deep clearing cleansing call it a spiritual shower sometimes <laughs> um and also a reading. And I've noticed that with my distance clients, the readings go much deeper um, for whatever reason than they tend to in person. And, and it's not always the case, but it seems more often the case. Um, but I love it because you don't have to be in the same country. You don't have to be in the same state. You don't have to be in the same time zone, nothing. Um, and in two hours, you you know, you've, you, you give about 75 minutes for the um, the healing and then about, you know, 30 40 whatever minutes to chat on the phone and i record that part um and it's really transformational and it's like you you know it's a that makes you available to so many more people you know than just what you have right here in in your sphere that you're around especially for people that live in more remote areas so and and i find that that's a big thing too is that i i think is especially for 
people that are on their spiritual path and people looking for answers and looking for help that a lot of people are in remote areas mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't have anyone around them that they can but like knowing that you can get distance sessions and you can get distance readings and, and yeah. that, that can I mean for me I've had that's been an enormous help for me getting readings and and, and it's just it's funny sometimes we just are in our own way and we just can't see what someone else can help us find pretty easily and i find that that's been an enormous help for me and i'm sure for many other people and just get just i feel like understanding that like the world wide web right if we imagine what it actually is it's this web that connects the whole planet it's this web that interconnects all of us in ways that we've never would would have only dreamed were possible 50 yeah. years ago you know that like it's so revolutionary in what it's been able to to do that when we get past all the negative news stories and all the, the negative things that are going on in the world we really realize that we are in an amazing time we're mm-hmm. living in an unbelievably amazing time right now and we are really on the precipice of something that's it's just a new space that we're entering we're in a new space that we can really just fix a lot of these things and 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 consciously move into a new space and i think like to me i'm so excited (laughs) i know we talked we're so excited for what is possible right now because what choice do we have you know we either have the choice to decide that the world is going to hell or we can decide that all these things are possible and that there's so much that can come from all of these conversations and all this stuff that starting to put that out into that into the consciousness more and getting that consciousness just kind of revealed a little bit more that that I see the internet as like a manifestation of what we deeply wanted, which was like connection. a new way to connect. Yeah, we want <laughs> what we want is connection. Right? Yeah, connection among all people. And I know like because we create our own reality, the world that I live in is actually really lovely. <laughs> um, now, I can't say the same, you know, maybe for other people, but I don't know what other people are creating in their reality. But like um, every day is really beautiful. And I know that if I could go from where I was to where I am now um, and create that for myself, then I feel like anyone can create it for themselves. Yeah. And, and I know, you know, there is that whole like, oh, great. Well, you're doing good. Yeah. But like, what about everyone else? Yeah. But like by me bettering myself, that actually opens the door for other people on so many levels. Energetically, it opens the door for other people um, in the fact that we are all connected. Mm-hmm. So if I'm doing a meditation, then I'm sharing that energy throughout, you know, wherever it's going. But also that like if I make a huge shift and change, you know, people that knew me 10 years ago and know me now, I'm sure don't see the same person. Yeah. You know, I know I was just chatting with a client the other day and I said, if um, the 16 year old version of me saw this 37 year old version of me, she'd be like, that lady's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but that would be like the judging and the labeling. Yeah. Right. Um, and it's OK to me, though, that, you know, I wouldn't recognize myself. And and I know that actually, like, you know, I'm not really like this journey's never done and I'll keep going and I probably won't continue to recognize pieces of myself and that's actually exciting for me and where before it was that terrifying thing Um, but also back to the whole pieces of that that can be inspiring like your one individual person's story could be inspiring for Mm. someone else like you know oh well look what this person did then that means I can do it too Mm. and then that trickles down and, and then other people you know uh, you know, Veronica came and she did her training and a lot of other people have done training. And so then that actually opens up the space for now for more people mm-hmm. to continue going. And so it's like 
by me making my world a better space, I actually made so many people's worlds better spaces. And then those people make so many worlds better spaces. It just sure. keeps going. For sure. And I think that that's, out of everything you just said, that, that you said at the beginning, and then that's, you just clarified it again. And I think that I really want to harp on that because... That's something that I've heard a lot. I'm sure that you have as well. Is like, what about the people that are starving? What about like, we have? It's that's the reason we have to do this. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because of the people that are in such terrible circumstances, we owe it to them to be <laughs> right. like living in our heart and living, creating the space so that they can get into a better space. Mm-hmm. Because if all of us don't start to hold that space for them, we're kind of we're not even allowing them the opportunity to get out of that space. So I like, that's just the way that I see that. I feel like that's, that to me is like not a reason to not do it. That's a reason, like double a reason to do it. Like, (laughs) because we're really holding the space for those people. And like you said, that the energy you're putting out that hundred percent affects things, you know, Mm -hmm. that like one more person being in their truth now also opens the door. There's that study. I forget that, that, that it only takes, the amount of people vibrating in a very high vibration, you need like, yeah. it's like 5% of the world only need to- It's not even that. It's not Someone, like 1%. Yeah, it's just some really something small percentage. really low. Yeah. And like that, that's, they did, I forget who did it though. They had people that go into, they would all meditate in a town. Yes. Right? And then the crime went down. People, yes. all this stuff went down. For and that it was week scientifically proven yeah. because then they had them not meditating. And then, and then everything come back went right back up. <laughs> yeah. And, but that's insane that like, if you think about it from that perspective, mm-hmm. that- um. There's something I just heard that I heard Marion Williamson talk about how we forget that like a nation is just a group of people. Like I I feel like we give so much power to like the entity, right? The entity of the nation or of this, like we forget that all it is is people like you and me and Veronica, like it's just, just it's just people. They're just human beings living their lives. (laughs) I think when, when you imagine like I have to change the whole nation's view on something, like that's not the way that it changes. Like what, how it changes is by us just, getting back into our heart and holding space for the other people that are actively seeking that you know like people everyone wants a better life right. no like i don't think that's a stretch to say that you know <laughs> right i don't think anybody is like no i'm <laughs> i'm good here <laughs> no, this is no because i remember it was very painful you know especially when i was denying so much of my own truth yeah. that was painful yeah. um and so it, to me, like for me, setting my like life intention was essentially to help other people live more peaceful and more fulfilling and more authentic lives. And so like that's that's what I like to do, you know. So this makes me happy. This makes my little world happy. Um, but then it also really does. It stretches out yeah. and it, it, it just keeps stretching out. And then those people can go and do the same thing or something that makes them happy, which makes other people happy. And it just keeps going. Um, but to the to giving like there's energy leaks if we give energy to uh an institution an organization like a nation something like that uh it was just leaking energy away from who we are into a space where there's like kind of a nothing zone Mm. right or that that organization that nation builds its energy up more so that's something just like uh, i don't know why that came up (laughs) but it just came out to like be mindful of like where are we giving our attention to on a daily basis if i'm giving all my attention to fox news you know where's the attention that i have to give towards my own loving of myself or my friends family people I see on the street smiling at someone when you're walking yeah. down the street 
Like that's yeah. it seems so insignificant, yeah. but it's like else, so <laughs> great. Yeah. And you don't I mean yeah. you don't have to run yeah, around like sure, with yeah. a yeah. you know. <laughs> but like it's it that that can be huge or even just chatting with someone um in the grocery yeah. store line. Like one of the things that bothers me is like we're all human beings living here, we're doing the same thing yeah. basically, <laughs> right? Like we're all just living this life together. Like, why aren't we talking to each other yeah. more? Why aren't we communicating? Why aren't we sharing love more? We we can. Yeah. We're just like holding ourselves back from yeah. doing all of that. I think it's a lot of the fear and the labels again that we we assume I like I've noticed this that um like uh I actually just saw a thing Ellen DeGeneres posted something how like like I think uh she was sitting next to George Bush at a Cowboys game and people were like freaking out. Like, how can you? And she was saying that like being kind to every person means being kind to every person, regardless mm-hmm. of their belief. And, and I think that that's something that we've gotten. I feel like there's this incredible polarization, I feel like right now, mm-hmm. at least in America that I'm mm-hmm. aware of that like, like these people on this side and these people, <laughs> like they were like at odds with everybody. Like, what are your views so that I can judge you immediately? Right. That we mm-hmm. kind of get into the, that may not, may, be a, may not be a conscious thing, right. but I've noticed that that is like, that like if we just hold space that everyone at our essence we're all exactly the same yeah. right that like everyone is like just because they may have a strong belief for for a specific reason that you may not understand like right. we need to remember that we're all human beings and we need to treat each other with love and respect and i want to come back to what you were saying earlier about about like the distance reiki and about what that's doing because i think we forget that i think where a lot of these beliefs come from in the first place like how is that even going to work is we think that we're separate from the universe and from one another that like we're not like a like we're not of the universe like we are the universe like we're part of (laughs) like we could never be separate that's like an alan watts thing that like yeah for the for us to think that we're separate like that we we didn't come into the world we came out of the world like we came from the world like we're we could never be separate and so I, i think that like in terms of like energy that like we only see this small fraction of light and we can only hear this small <laughs> fraction of sound and we think that we know everything. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> like when we really realize that we're part of this, this interwoven like web of energy, just like I feel like the internet is the manifestation of that. It's just yeah. this manifestation of the fact that we're all connected and innately deep down, we know that, yeah. right? It's like there's a lot of like layers and stuff that we got to keep peeling <laughs> off to like get to the essence of the fact that we all innately know that even though you may have a problem with someone, if you see, for the most part, if someone's in, in trouble or in danger, that people will usually help. Yeah. You know, everyone will always jump in regardless of their political beliefs at that moment. Right. You're going to help the person that cut, fell down and cut themselves. Like, yeah. everyone's going to rush to Car help accidents, that person. Yeah, for example. Exactly. How you, many people stop? And know? get out and help yeah. who's in need in that moment. And they're yeah. really at our essence. That's who we are. Once you get rid of all <laughs> the garbage, right? <laughs> like, I feel like I just... I feel like that it's just so important to really just continue to, to, to draw attention to that, that. That's who we are. You know, yeah. we, we really want to help each other <laughs> at our essence that like we feel better when we're helping one another. Right. Yes. And just to say a little piece on that sure. energy connection thing, because maybe this will help some people understand it okay. a little bit better. But when I have several readings in one day, all of them are energetically connected in at least mm. one way. So, and most of the time it's actually like all three people will have a very similar, um, a similar thing going on for them right now in this moment. So it's also interesting too, because then as I see regular clients, I, you know, someone schedules, then I kind of have an idea of who else is going to schedule that day. Interesting. <laughs> like it's just always That's falls into place amazing. because we're energetically aligned so much with each other. 
And we don't realize it unless we're, you know, someone who sits back and gets to view <laughs> the different energies that, you know, and, and how they work and how they align with each other and come in. So it's just something that like, I do feel that it's very hard to understand um, if you haven't experienced it yeah, firsthand. For sure. It makes it a little bit more difficult. It sounds like, you know, what it, it's crazy talk. Um, <laughs> for sure. You know, I, and I could, yeah, like I'm sure I would have, you know, said the same thing before experiencing it firsthand and knowing that like, wow. Yeah, like no, when we sure. say we're all one, <laughs> like, you know, yeah. like it's no joke. Yeah. I want to share one last thing and we can start to wrap it up. Um, Cause I've been re- reading uh, Greg, Greg Braden's newest book um, called human by design. And he was basically going back into all of Darwin's work because like he was basically saying, uh, so the original quote is actually survival of the strongest, not survival of the fittest mm-hmm. survival of the fittest. is that was like a more s- sexy term for, for marketing and it sounded okay. better for, but what he was basically uh, like unraveling is the fact that, that concept that like the strongest and like the domination principle that like we have to dominate nature we have to <laughs> like to cut down nature to win basically like has basically like trickled into every aspect of our life and we're saying you're getting you're talking about this concept that we're all one that like he's actually quoting a lot of darwin in his book um the, the evolution book that where all this stuff came from i forget the name off the top of my head but he darwin himself has all these quotes basically saying that like Greg Braden was talking about how he had no knowledge of DNA, had no knowledge of quantum mechanics. He had no knowledge of this stuff. And he actually, in the book, said, if new stuff comes out that we're actually more complex than I've imagined us, like have observed us to be, that my theories no longer hold. Mm-hmm. And he actually says that something like the eye is so amazing and, re- and so complex. And the fact that we've never been able to actually replicate it the way, like to a T, the way it's such a work of art, he said... This, to say that it's random is ridiculous. He even said that because like that's where all of this idea that like life is random and meaningless and billiard ball physics and that it's all that like it's all come from this from what he said 150 years ago mm-hmm. and that realized so many advancements have happened in science. But at the core of our belief of who we are is still the fact that so many of us believe that life is pointless and meaningless and that it's all matter. And Deepak mm-hmm. Chopra actually said something that there's actually no proof that matter exists. That it's a theory that has never been proven. There's actually, you can't prove that matter exists. And it's like such a, a, a it's like, you hear that, you're like, well, that can't be true. But like, it's all like at the, every time they go deeper and deeper, it's more energy and more, and there's no proof of matter mm-hmm. that we really, when we just take a second to just really digest what that, <laughs> like that statement that like, there's no proof of matter that that really helps us start to think about ourselves in a different way, right? That you're saying that like from that place that like maybe that isn't true, that maybe what quantum mechanics is showing us that there's a different story about who we are. And I think it's just that has been, it's been throwing me for a loop. It's like, I'm like, Darwin said some of these things. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, there's not like when you actually look for what where the evidence actually is, the evidence tells a different story than the story we've been telling ourselves for hundreds of years and just... Mm-hmm. I think I want to start to wrap. I just wanted to get that little bit of science in there that I'm not just making this stuff <laughs> up. You know, like the Darwin himself. And uh, I think Greg, Greg Radin is actually part of an organization of scientists that are actually telling people that to go back and read what Darwin said. Okay. Like, don't just take the facts that you've heard from your parents and, their, and your <laughs> teachers and like actually go back and read what he wrote because you may come to a different conclusion that Darwin himself was saying, please go back that like, please reread and retest these things. And they're saying that, retry they want scientists to 
test these experiments out mm. because we take so many experiments for granted that like, oh, that's just the way that it is, that other scientists <laughs> are doing new experiments that and getting thinks, different results. Yeah, it's okay for us to change. Yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> it's okay. okay to change and change our beliefs. And, um, and, and also, it's okay for there to be unknown. Mm. Sometimes people are like, oh, <laughs> no, I have to know everything. But like that, like letting there be some of that unknown we don't have all the answers. We don't have all the answers. Even though we, you know, like we could sit and postulate all day, yeah. but like we will never find all the answers, For you sure. know. Um, and <laughs> we, and I think that even like coming to acceptance with that, coming to terms with that, being okay with that is in and of itself is a challenge, but also a beautiful thing because it becomes very freeing. For and sure. Like, you know what? I don't have to know why. For sure. And, and I think again that that goes back into the whole concept of like competition versus collaboration mm. is coming from that Darwinian principle that like we must compete and beat each other to survive. <laughs> like we're in the land, like, like right now there are so many resources. There's enough for everybody here, mm -hmm. but because we're still living in that, like we need to, we need to beat each other. Like yeah. we're forgetting that like we're in a time of we can collaborate and work together and like there can be enough food for everyone and there can be enough for everyone on the planet if we just accept the fact that Maybe the story we're telling ourselves is just a story and it's not absolute <laughs> fact. And if we can come from that space, I think a lot more can come from Absolutely. for the future of ourselves. Yeah, for everyone. For everyone. And I think that that's the main piece, that, that if our new purpose in life is the best for everyone, mm -hmm. it paints a very different picture. And that's, mm -hmm. that's what gets me excited, like realizing mm -hmm. that like it can be good for all of us. Yeah. And uh, that's what gets me up in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> You know, absolutely. Um, yeah, but just thank you so much for sitting down yeah, with me thanks again. Thanks for having me. Yeah, again. so so much fun, and I'm sure we'll we'll talk again. But um, just I get for where people can find you again, and that you're offering again, just going over what you're offering now because you're offering new things. Oh since yeah, the last time we yeah. Uh, so I do um the regular Reiki sessions. I do uh, Reiki readings, um with intuitive readings. I do the distance Reiki and distance with readings. And also Reiki training, so and awesome. classes and stuff like that. But those and are the your main website. things. Website is soultosoulsessions.com. Great. Yeah. And, and, and I'll have, have your links to everything. Yeah. yeah. Thank <laughs> Great. you. Great. All right. And uh, thank you guys so much for watching or listening. And if you like this episode, please like, comment, subscribe, tell us what you're thinking about it, and um, see you next time. Mm -hmm.